Hi, this is Rick Warren, and welcome to the June 2017 edition of Affiliates in Action. Well, my bags are packed and I'm ready to go. Yep, I'm ready to go to the ACB National Convention the first week of July. Hope to see you there. And with that in mind, we've got Janet Dickelman coming back towards the end of the show to tell us about convention registration and some other fun facts about the convention. So stay tuned for that. But before then, Rick Lewis and I sit with Jim Yerak and Sarah Conrad, where we talk about the upcoming Midwest Leadership Conference and Young Professionals Conference, both happening in tandem in Omaha, Nebraska from August 4th through August 6th. All here on Affiliates in Action. Why don't we start with uh, you guys introducing yourselves and telling us a little bit about your background. Um, Hi, my name is Sarah Conrad. I am a law student at the University of Wisconsin Law School, and I'm very passionate about young adults and leadership. Um, It doesn't seem that we have enough young adults in ACB or in other areas of leadership um, for many reasons. And um, so in conjunction with the Midwest Leadership Conference, I decided to create a young professional seminar for uh, young adults to come learn about leadership, about collaboration, about you know daily living um, as a young professional, and much more. And I totally agree that we need to get young leadership into ACB. So, Jim? Okay. I am Jim Urock. I am a current resident of the state of Nebraska. Um, I was a little bit of background about myself. I was actually drawn to ACB back in um, the days of before Internet, uh, back in 1989. Uh, we have an individual she and I had met back in, I believe, 86, 87 time frame. We were both using, learning to use white cane, going through O&M training and all that. And she called me up one time and she said, Jim, she says, here's the deal. She says, you are going to come to an ACD meeting. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved. And you're going to enjoy it. And, of course, being 20 years old at the time and not knowing any better, I listened to her. And I went to my first ACB meeting back in May of 89, and I've been hooked ever since. My first national convention was 1990 in Denver, and I have been to new, uh, a lot of conventions, or all the conventions since 1990, except the rerun in Houston in 2009, and, or, or 2000, whatever year it was, and Orlando in 2009. Uh, we had our first Midwest Leadership Conference back in 2011 in St. Louis. And my colleague at the time, who was president of Iowa, called up and he says, Jimmy says, I have an idea about getting together a number of affiliates or a number of folks just talking about how do you do things in your chapter. And from that, we had a plenary committee from some folks from Missouri uh, Nebraska, Kansas, South Dakota, and I think there were one or two other states involved, and we got Sarah involved there toward the end when she was president of ACB students, or NAMS then at the time, and the 
convention was very successful. The seminar was very successful back in 2011. Had about 50 individuals, and we kind of have been doing this every two or three years, as Sarah says, you know, to get people involved, introduce them to leadership, what needs to, what you need to do when it comes to running an effective meeting, parliamentary procedures, and that sort of thing. What are the dates of, of these meetings this year? It is August 4th, 5th, and 6th. It is going to be in Omaha, Nebraska at the Regency Lodge. Uh, room rate is $81 per night plus the taxes. The registration fee is $65 before the 19th of July and a $5 late fee after that date. The registration URL is up, and it's simply midwest.acb.org, and the agenda okay. there as well. And, Sarah, then your stuff is, is during that or after that or what? Yeah, but it's, it's at the same time. So the Young Professionals Seminar will start with a nice Friday social on August 4th. Um, and then we'll join in um, with the rest of the Midwest Leadership Group for um, more socializing on Friday Friday night. And then our seminars, um, seminar sessions will go um, all day on Saturday, August 5th. Um, we don't have any specific uh, sessions scheduled for Sunday, but we recommend that people would fly out on Sunday since we have a very full day on Saturday of, of sessions. Some of our sessions are um, going to be combined with the Midwest leadership because um, there's a lot of mentoring um, that can really help um, build strong leaders of all ages. And so um, we will have some sessions together. Um, but we will um, have most of our young professional sessions um, with just the young adults on Saturday. Okay, I have the agenda for the Midwest Leadership Seminar. Uh, Friday, August 4th, we're going to run registration from 4 until 7 is what we kind of decided. That's and you pick up your goodie bag, your meal ticket for Saturday for the banquet and so on. Um, we're going to do an icebreaker Friday evening at 7.30. We'll also have a cash bar because that usually helps the um, <laughs> participants uh, open up more. Uh, welcome and introductions is what's on tap at 7.30. We're having a Friday evening trivia game with three rounds of mixed trivia questions. It could be, you know, any any category, kind of like Jeopardy, only not as difficult. Uh, Nine thirty to eleven Friday evening, we I have a we have a board um, a place set aside for those that want to network, socialize, mix and mingle, and talk and get to know each other. Nine thirty until whenever the last one decides to leave. Saturday morning, um, this is a combined thing with the young professionals. Between 8 and 8.55 or thereabouts, uh, we're going to call it munching and mentoring. That is going to be in the hotel breakfast area. That's a time for young adults who are interested in meeting with mentors from the Midwest Leadership um, Conference. Young adults, the hope is, the plan is, will be matched with um, 
linguist leadership participants who share similar occupational or life goals. Uh, 9 to 9.30, uh, the Midwest Leadership Overall Conference, we're going to talk about let's have uh, fundraising. Uh, Dan and Leslie Spoon have agreed to, uh, have agreed to discuss fun ideas that can help your affiliate raise needed funds to conduct your activities and programs. Um, 9.30, for about an hour, 10.30, 9.30 to 10.30 on Saturday, uh, ACB five and ten years from now. Uh, that is going to be an open forum discussion on what ACB and its affiliates will look like or might look like in the next five to ten years. Participants are encouraged to talk openly about the challenges facing our affiliates, the prospects of regional affiliates, what that might look like, and what future future national conferences and conventions might look like and what we need to do nationally to keep the organization strong and going forward. Uh, and there's a note here that says general notes will be taken and shared with the ACB Board of Directors. So, Jim, who's going to facilitate these sessions? Um, are you bringing people in from the outside? Is, is this members of, of, of Midwest leadership themselves that are running these sessions? Or are you going to have Dan Spoon in there doing anything or what? Uh, it's going to be some of the uh, plenary uh, committee members that are going to be doing some of the facilitating on this. Uh, we yeah. will have one individual from the outside. Well, I don't know if you call it from the outside. She's still a part of ACB. Nancy Becker is going to come in and talk about, you know, 501c3 stuff. Okay, good. But for the most part, it's going to be, with the exception of the banquet, a good chunk of it's going to be the plenary committee. Okay, and cool. that's true for And that's true for the Midwest leadership for... Um, the Young Professional Seminar, we're bringing in speakers, and I um, have those on my list here that I can kind of describe when I'm describing our events. Okay, great. Uh, we'll take a break at 10.30. At 10.45, and this is a good example of what Sarah was talking about, 10.45 to about 11.15, uh, all ages in ACB. That's a strategizing session for how to work with and in leadership of people of varying age groups. Sarah's going to moderate that, so trust me, it'll be good. If she's Sarah's doing it, anything she does is, is worth coming to. 11.15, um, uh, Advocacy 101. Uh, that is where the Midwest leadership participants will share with the young professionals um, about their involvement in blindness advocacy as well as ways that young people can get involved. Um, we'll take a lunch break at noon, 1 o'clock to 1.45. What's the future for state affiliate conventions? And that's going to revolve around discuss the challenges of continuing to have conventions with cost increasing and brainstorm ideas for getting more convention attendance, uh, possibly hear from representatives of Ohio and Indiana who have successfully held a joint convention and are planning another for 2017. Uh, 1.45 to 2.15, we're going to talk about legalities, keeping it legal. That's where Nancy Becker, as I said, is going to come in and discuss 501 501c3, 990s, and other things that affiliates need to know, and so on. So, uh, 
we'll take a 30-minute break. Uh, that'll be a time to network and with the young professionals and see how things are going for them. 2.45 is a seminar topic called Plugging In. That's a discussion of ways young professionals can have an impact in ACB, affiliates and communities, and again, Sarah's going to moderate that. 3.30 to 4.30, membership recruitment. And that's a uh, Karen Campbell topic. Discuss how to reach special populations like members of minority groups, people who are older dealing with vision loss, uh, people who are deafblind, and others. 4.30 to 5. Been there, done that. That is going to contain a brief presentation from a couple of ACB leaders on how they have moved up in leadership and what advice they can uh, would give those aspiring to be state or special interest affiliate or national leaders. Five to five o'clock. Social networking help session. That is a time for young adults to pair with Midwest leadership participants to help with Facebook, Twitter, and other social networks. Um, don't say who's moderating that, but I assume it's Sarah. 5.30, conference closing remarks. 6.30, we'll have a pre-banquet socializing with a cash bar. 7.15 is the banquet with a potential high-profile leader from the past. Uh, 9.30, another, uh, it'll be another... Uh, social hour, just like Friday, and that wraps up the conference, at least for the Midwest Leadership for, Friday, or for Saturday. Sounds fabulous. Now, you know, you keep calling this Midwest. I mean, I, I would take it that anybody from anywhere could come to this, right? That's accurate. We're calling it Midwest because the Midwestern states are kind of planning it, but it's open to anybody. You know, right. Whether you're California, Canada, you know, wherever, it doesn't matter. Any idea how many people you're expecting, Jim? Um, I what are we looking at? Fifty-ish. That's the goal. I mean, I'd like to have more than that. If we have sixty, seventy, eighty, my goal would be to have a problem with hotel availability, if it all works right. out. In other words, you have to right. go somewhere else. You know, probably about fifty-ish. And our goal for a young professional seminar is more like 25 or 30 since it's our first time. Okay, Sarah, you're up. Why don't you kind of take us through your agenda? Um, so on Friday night, 6 to 7.30 is our young adult happy hour. Um, just a time to socialize um, before we head over to the Midwest leadership um, welcome time as well. Um, it's just a way for young adults to started together, getting to know each other before a long day on Saturday. Uh, then on Saturday, um, in the hotel breakfast nook, um, as Jim said, uh, we will have a time for um, munching and mentoring. So young adults will be able to meet up with their assigned mentor from the MLC program. Um, they'll be able to talk over breakfast and you know, get you to talk about careers or 
about working in a certain city or, um, you know, wh- whatever questions a young adult might have that m- might connect them with the MLC participants. From 9 to 9.30, um, we have a session called ACD's Impact on Society. Um, the idea is to really learn about what ACD is and what ACD does um, for people who are blind. Um, and we understand that a lot of our young adult professionals um, don't know a whole lot about ACB. We're trying to target people outside of ACB. Certainly, if you're involved in ACB, please come, but invite your friends who are not um, affiliated um, with ACB and, and have them come learn about the wonderful things we're doing. Our presenters for that, or I should say, um, I will be moderating all of the sessions on Saturday, but our presenters um, from 9 to 9.30 are Eric and Rebecca Bridges. Then from 9.30 to 10 a.m., um, a session called Navigating Life, I'm talking about um, some of the issues of balancing your um, professional and personal life, um, particularly um, as someone who is blind or visually impaired. Um, and our panelists for that will be um, Rebecca, Bridge- Rebecca Bridges, Tr- uh, Teresa Gregg, and Brooke Jostad, um, three really great young professionals who do a good job of balancing this. Uh, you should you should have them bring Tyler, too. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> we can just pass them around, you know. <laughs> then from 10 to 10.30, um, we have our The More, The Merrier. And this is going to be a discussion, so it's not really a panel. Um, I'll be facilitating the discussion, so it's really open to the participants to discuss how and sort of brainstorm how um, young adults, um, what young adults want out of a an organization like ACD, um, what it would take to get young adults more involved, um, sort of trying to open up the floor a little bit in preparation for our joint sessions with the Midwest Leadership Group, um, so that we have some ideas from the young adults before we jump in. Um, we have a break, and then at 1045, um, 10.45 to 11.15, we have um, our joint session, that's all ages in ACB, um, that Jim talked about. Um, for that, we have two panelists from YPS and two panelists from um, the Midwest Leadership. Our young adult um, panelists are Katie Frederick and Lindsay Tilden. Um, two very seasoned leaders in ACD um, from the professional side. Um, and we have Ray Campbell and Jim uh, as panelists from the Midwest leadership side. Um, and so they're going to um, really talk about uh, how we can get varying age groups into ACD, what sort of um, opportunities there are for people of various ages, and just really an encouraging session. Um, for everyone. And then 11.15 to noon, we have our Advocacy 101 joint session. Um, Our panelists for that session, um, I'll be moderating again, but our panelists will be Eric Bridges, Karen Campbell, and Melina Vanderwall. Um, Melina is from Michigan and is a leader there. Um, So Eric is obviously going to talk about some of the the um, advocacy that he has done through ACB. Karen's going to talk about advocacy um, from the 
their flying community um, standpoint, and Melina is going to talk about um, ways of doing local advocacy, um, as well as ways that you can advocate for yourself using social media, um, ways that you can you know, search for what you need for self-advocacy, that kind of thing. Then after lunch, from 1 to 1.30, uh, we have a session called Leading Your Friends. Um, it can be really challenging for young adults to lead when their best friends are um, maybe in the group that they're leading. Um, so we have three panelists for that. We have Teresa Gregg, Tiffany Jollis, and Richard Ruda. Um, and they will be um, really great at, at helping us um, talk about those things because they do those things. Um, they do lead their friends and can help us through sort of the awkwardness of that. Uh, from 1.30 to 2, we have Networking 101, um, finding for all ages, um, it's challenging, but especially young adults early in their career, networking is huge. Um, so we have um, Rachel Carver coming. She is um, from the Omaha area, um, and she works in this area a lot of of helping young people or people of all ages to um, really sharpen their networking skills. Again, we have Richard Rita and um, Melina Vanderwell joining her on the panel. From 2 o'clock to 2.45, we have a break, but it's a special break. It's a um, coffee social break with the Midwest Leadership Participants. Another great time for our young adults to network, practice those networking skills that they learned in the previous session um, and talk to people, um, including their mentors or other people they'd like to branch out to. Uh, from 2.45 to 3.30 is our joint session of plugging in, um, finding ways to plug into ACB. We have two panelists from the YPS group. Those are Rebecca Bridges and Katie Frederick. And then from the MLC group, um, Rachel Schroeder and Dan Spoon um, will be helping to really um, talk about the specific ways people can get involved, um, maybe try to get some some commitments for involvement at that time, um, but also just a way to hear about it. From 3.30 to 4 o'clock, um, the YPS has a session about a dog life. Um, it can be a real challenge to decide whether or not to get a dog. Um, there are pluses and minuses about using a cane versus a dog and, um, and vice versa. So um, we um, have some guide dog users who will be speaking, um, Katie Frederick, Brooke Dostad, and Lindsay Tilden, um, seasoned um, dog um, users, and we'll be talking to people about some of the independence that can come from that. From 4 to 4.30, we have the job hunt um, discussion um, about um, what it's like to, you know, try a new job or or find a new job if you, you know, if you can't continue in your job or if you're just coming out of grad school or something like that, um, how to find a job. So our panelists who have done this for themselves um, are Tiffany Jolliffe, Brooke Jostad, and Lindsay Tilden. Um, and then finally, we have the social networking program um, help session um, that's joint with the Midwest Leadership. Anyone can come if they want help on Facebook or Twitter or other social media, 
um, we have lots of young professionals who are ready to help for both um, both people that use screen readers, but also people who use um, Zoom software or, or that kind. So that is our very full program. And then we'll join the banquet at the end of the night as well. Is Sunday uh, expected just to uh, for everybody to, to be leaving, or do you have some, some potential program happening on Sunday or what? We don't have any pro uh, programming scheduled. However, I do know that some individuals will be sticking around. I will be sticking around all day Sunday. Um, and for those who are still around, I'll be um, getting some feedback about um, the seminar in case um, you know, we we find it successful, like we're hoping it will be, um, so that we could learn more about how we could do this again and get better each time. So, um, so there's nothing built in. There's nothing uh, that you know is expected. But um, for people who do want to socialize more, um, I, I definitely recommend that they. Um, you know, stay for breakfast or lunch on Sunday if they can, based on their flights, um, just to get to know people more. Great. Now I'm going to show my ignorance, Sarah. Is there a Young Professionals affiliate at this point? There is not. Um, a group of us were interested in starting a Young Professionals affiliate a while ago, and um, we decided the route that might be more encouraging for young professionals um, would be to do m more just general outreach and plugging people into some of the affiliates that are already there. Um, we already have a lot of um, special interest affiliates and certainly the state affiliates. And we thought, let's let's start with what we have right now. Let's encourage young professionals to get involved in their states, to get involved in a special interest affiliate, if they um, connect with one, and um, and and see how that goes. Let's use what we have before we sort of recreate the wheel. Right. How, how are you defining young professionals? Does this include students at this point, or? Yeah, we are generally seeking for this seminar um, ages 18 to 40, um, but that's very loose. If someone who's, you know. Um, if someone is 17 and their parents, you know, have given them permission or something, that's fine. If, right. um, if they're 41 and want to come, absolutely. So there's no, like, specific yeah, well, age. I, yeah, I don't think we're going to ask for ID, you know, birth certificate or check, the, you know, whatever. No. Yeah, well, no. you might you might at the cash bar, but that's... Yes. That's, you well, you're right. Yeah, you're saying, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's exactly right. We don't – it doesn't really matter. People can go to what they fit in. And so, you know, if someone um, doesn't feel – maybe someone who's 20-something doesn't feel like the young professionals seminar is, you know, quite as engaging to them as the MLC. They can go to that, too. So people can really um, make their minds up. They could go to a combination um, as well. So it's, yeah. it's really up to the participant. Uh, I had that question asked to me the other day. I was meeting with uh, my um, rehab counselor, and I she is aware of the seminar coming up, and she asked me about you know, the same thing you did about the age requirement for young professionals. I said, well, you know, I said, we're looking at 18 to 40, but I said if they're 17, you know, I'm 16 might be a stress, but I said if they're 16, 17, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. You know, they might, if they have an interest, 
why keep them away? Have them show up. So as I said, we won't check you know your birth certificate, but you know just show, if you have an interest, you know it's in, 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 you're encouraged to um, show up and see what it's about. Yeah, now it would seem to me that you know both of these um, sessions are or these programs are great opportunities to be recruiting people too, right? right. Yes, right. So, so you don't you don't need to be an ACB member to uh, to come to these things, is that right? No, definitely not. And you know, like I said, we would encourage you know if ACB members are coming, bring a friend who's not involved. Um, this is a great way to connect. Um, I think connection is a uh, really big thing in ACB about sort of belonging and finding people to connect with um, right. with similar issues. So this is a great place to do that. Well, one of the things in Nebraska, our commission is heavily dominated by the Federation, and that's not a, necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. It is what it is. A lot of the clientele, when they come into you know, the rehab services here in Nebraska, they're geared toward, uh, they're steered toward the Federation. So when I was talking to my rehab counselor the other day about some of this stuff, you know, I suggested to her, you know, send them. You know, we might get a few NFB folks who want to convert and make the switch. You know, it's about, you know, networking, getting people involved and, you know, showing you what else is out there besides, you know, just one one way of doing things. Yeah, I think I, I definitely think we've got more in common uh, across the two organizations, and we have mm-hmm. differences. And, uh, right. And you know, it's like my my old philosophy is: expect everything to be different, and then you'll be amazed at how much things are the same. <laughs> you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody taught me that one one time about traveling. You know, when you travel, expect everything in the other countries to be different, and you, then you'll be amazed at how similar. Um, you know, you know, everybody is um, at certain levels. Right. So, just here's, and I'll, I'll turn it over to Rick and let, let Rick ask some questions. But this is a, a bit, maybe a bit of a off the wall question. But it sounds to me, observation, that there are some opportunities here for the young people to learn from the established leaders in ACB. What opportunities are there for the established leaders to to learn from the young professionals? You know, I am really um, hoping that um, the established leaders will be open to learning from uh, the young professionals in all of the um, the joint sessions, in you know, even in networking and, and mentoring that. It can go both ways. Um, I think there are a lot of things that young professionals bring that are different than established leaders and vice versa. So um, I think one of the ways that this seminar will help young professionals feel maybe a little bit more empowered to um, sort of reverse mentor (laughs) with uh, the established leaders um, is that we are doing sessions about networking and about advocacy and information um, early on so that they feel um, a little more brave, more prepared um, to do those things. And then, of course, ending with the social networking um, help time so that uh, the young professionals are the ones who are providing sort of um, 
a service to the established leaders, you know, hopefully ending on a note that says, look, here's what we have to give, you know, at least in one area. And um, I think our joint sessions will, will help too, um, because we're not just talking about how, you know, established leaders can continue to get plugged in or um, how their each group might fit ACB. We're really opening the floor. No, I wasn't, when you asked the question initially, I was thinking, what can the established leaders or elder statesmen, what can they learn from the young professionals? I think you summed it up when it, when it came to, you know, the social media aspect. A lot of folks that are my age and older, you know, they don't want to learn new stuff. It's easy, and you know, the younger ones are using it. You know, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Pinterest, or whatever it is. And I think that that is a great opportunity for the more established leaders to gain insight on why we need to go the social media route and what benefits we can gain from it. But I, I do want to add that there are a lot of opportunities for established leaders to learn from young professionals beyond the social media. I'm hoping that that will be, you know, one way. Um, but even just the young professional, maybe excitement of getting out of grad school and looking for new things or, um, you know, their passion about a career or um, or about family or whatever. I'm hoping that those things can be shared as well um, because we all have something to bring. We're all trying to grow and get better in what we're doing. Um, and it's, it's going to look different based on your ages, but, you know, neither – um, one is is superior or inferior to the other. So right. that's what, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, hoping sir. to see. Yeah, sir. I think you're right in that regard. That was the first thing I thought of was the social media aspect. But I think you're right. I think that there is enough, you know, outside of that to, to gain from you know the men, you know, the older or see more seasoned leaders can can gain. So you're right. Yeah, just just a you know kind of a of a not-so-subtle thing rather than call it reverse mentoring. You know, when you do this mentoring and you, you pair up for the for the, the brunch or the munch or whatever you called it, just uh, kind of, you know, do joint mentoring, right, where mm-hmm. you're, you know, each one's mentoring exactly. the other. And uh, that just uh, seems like a great, great opportunity. And it, 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 it kind of, you know, makes you think a little bit differently, you know. It's, it's kind of like, oh, you know. It's it's not just me trying to impart you know what I think on on somebody else. It's also an opportunity for me to learn too. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. One thing that impresses me is, and I'm showing my age here, but when I was growing up, when I was in my late teens, early twenties, we didn't have these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Young people were, to a great extent, on their own to piece it together. Yes, there were student affiliates. There was that commonality. But there weren't special outreach sessions to not only try to get young people involved, but to steer young people into uh, not only ACB's direction, but the direction of connecting with each other and the benefits of all ages uh, learning things from each other. Uh, a lot of times, older people can benefit from having the fresh outlook, the fresh perspective of those coming up. And, of course, uh, young people can benefit from the experience 
that the older members have, that the established members have. So I, I think it's just great that the, that you folks are doing this. I think it's just tremendous. Uh, one uh, of the questions I have is, uh, have you gotten feedback from past participants, or for that matter, have they come back at all and offered to participate in future sessions? I well, I came back. And... <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's all you need to know. I was invited no. to the first one, um, to the first Midwest Leadership Conference, and um, I had no idea what was going on. And uh, they they wanted me to come as a young person, and um, I wasn't sure exactly what I was doing in ACB, exactly what I was doing, you know, in life. wasn't sure about anything, but I loved it. And now, you know, now heading up the young professional side of things, so... I'll just I'll just say that I'm sure Jim knows more about feedback and numbers. But oh, <laughs> I don't know if I know more than feedback, but I do know that that it was my I was sitting in a membership seminar meeting back in 2011 in what were we in Nevada? I forget where we were. Anyway, I was sitting in a membership meeting, and Sarah was passing out some literature on I forget what it was ACB students or NAVs at the time, and and I got this idea. I said, you know what? I said, we're doing the seminar in St. Louis at you know, I said, why are we inviting ACB students? Because that's where the future is. The future is the young folks. So then I said something to Ray about it, Ray Campbell. I said, well, I'll, make, I'll extend the invite. She extended the invite, and Sarah and Lord Lewacki show up, showed up at the time, and, and there you are. But as far as um, two th uh, other feedback, and that we were attempted to do a feedback form for 2011, and something happened that didn't get done, or I don't know what happened. Uh, 2014, uh, we had some new attendees show up, and maybe a few of the older ones, um, or ones that have been at the conference in 2011, rather. Uh, and it's my hope this year, when we do this thing, that we do the feedback form right, assuming we have one, and find out you know, if we do another one in two or three years, what would you like to see and what you come back and what you gain from it? But to answer your question, there were a couple, few of them that came back to the 2014 conference, but not as many as I would have liked. And that's probably because in 2014, it was the week after mid-year in March, and the weather was not the best. So, Of course, learning doesn't necessarily take instantly. That's the one wonderful thing about learning. Even if someone comes and and they're in over their heads in, in, in a little bit of a way and maybe feel overwhelmed, they still have things they take with them that they can look back on uh, maybe even a few years later when they're a, a little more ready for the information. They already have the advantage of having gained some of that insight. They could still go back to it. Right. That's exactly right, and that's what we hope people get out of this conference. Is you know if you, you know if you're you know interested in the topics and you may not remember everything when you leave on Sunday or Monday, but you know a few months down the road or even a few years down the road you may look back on the experience and say oh, I remember that and I'm glad I went. Exactly. Uh, what uh, availability is there to outsiders? of the uh, conference is it going to is the event going to be strictly uh, in-house or for example will it be recorded and streamed if not for the benefit of people who were not able to attend maybe even for the benefit of uh, folks 
who did attend and would like to uh, reinforce uh, the information they got by going back to it. Larry is going to be streaming the Midwest Leadership Conference uh, on ACB Radio. And Sarah, it's my understanding that the Young Professionals piece will be recorded and archived. Yes. That's great. So really, people don't – I mean, it, it's great that people attend. You want people to attend, especially for the networking part of it, uh, because uh, that's something you can't do uh, you know, as, as well from a distance. But uh, there can be benefits to uh, people who don't even uh, uh, have the right. ability to attend for whatever reason. Right. That's exactly right. Now, are, are you guys doing any programming at the national convention? We're not doing specific programming, um, but we will be um, passing out information about um, about Nimbus Leadership Conference and about the professional seminar. Um, we will also be um, doing a drawing, a 50-50 um, drawing um, at convention um, to help us um, you know, raise some money to make sure that we can put this on in the most effective way, um, especially the Young Professional Seminar, um, so people can um, can learn more about these sessions um, by talking to, you know, any of us on the um, plenary committee, um, and you can support us by giving a few dollars to 50-50, and who knows, maybe, maybe you'll go back with some cash. Are, are you both going to be at the convention? Yes. Yes. How can people find you at convention? Well, I'm always running around everywhere, so um, uh, people can definitely find me um, there, but um, they could also email me, which I constantly um, check pretty much wherever I am. Um, so um, they could email me at... S J Conrad C O N R A D eighty eight at gmail dot com, um, and they could email me throughout convention if they wanted to meet up, um, or just find me. I'm the crazy one running around in loud heels usually. <laughs> and and I am CCLVI's convention chair, so they can find me with CCLVI. Although I won't be sitting in their delegation. I'll be in the Nebraska delegation. You can um, either call my cell phone, 402-679-8448, or email me at jim, that's J-I-M, dot J-I-R-A-K, at C-C-L-V-I dot O-R-G. And if you have any questions, we'll try to answer them. And if we don't know the answer, we'll find out and get back to you. Jim, as long as you brought up CCLVI, what, uh, what 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 are some of the highlights of the CCLVI's programming at the convention this year? Uh, CCLVI, we're going to be doing a um, our an advocacy jumpstart on what day is that? Monday afternoon. Monday. I think it's Monday afternoon. Uh, Sarah's going to be moderating. Uh, we've got uh, our game night going up against the 4th of July happenings outside the hotel. Uh, we're doing a similar-based trivia game there that we are here in, 
in, in August. We've got our Low Vision Vendor Showcase Sunday afternoon. Uh, we're going to have Dr. Bill Takesh to come in and talk about the latest in high, you know, low vision uh, advances. Uh, Vicki Parker is going to come in Sunday evening and talk, you know, we're going to do our um, our Let's Talk Low Vision series that we do monthly over the phone in person in Nevada. And I think, you know, there's a couple few other things, but I think one of the highlights uh, of the one of the new things we're doing this year is from 2.45 until 7 o'clock Wednesday evening, uh, we're doing a CCLVI open house. And that is Leslie's idea, who is the president, Leslie Spoon. And we're going to have snacks and drinks and whatever else for people to come in and find out about CCLVI, meet, meet some of the people in the organization, and hopefully educate them about low vision and what CCLVI is doing. Yeah, it sounds. So, check your registration information for more. So. Now, now, one thing, Jim, you say you're going to have a vendor showcase, right? Right. Now, how is that different than people's uh, going out to the exhibit hall? I mean, is this going to be more than the, than the exhibit hall, or what? What that entails is we usually have about three or four low vendor, low vision vendors, or vendors rather that specialize in low-vision products that have donated closed-circuit TVs in the past to CCLVI for our Sam Janetsky video magnifier uh, giveaway. And so it's, it's people like Freedom Scientific. Uh, there's a couple, two, three other vendors that are going to come in and talk about exactly what they have in the exhibit hall and encourage folks to go over there. And, and you're doing a scholarship, right? Right. The uh, scholarship is, um, yeah, we, we have actually two scholarships that we, we do. We have the French Agate Scholarship, who gives away, you know, we give away $3,000 annually to an undergraduate, a freshman, um, and a graduate uh, student. And the Sam Janensky is also... Uh, that Sam Zanetsky is the inventor of the closed-circuit TV and also the founder of CCLVI. And we give away about three or four video magnifiers every year. Or I think it's three or four, depending on, depending on the number of donations Dr. Bill secures. Cool. And it's an application process. So. Yep. So one more time, guys. How do people register for your two conferences? What they can do is they can go to midwest.acb.org. The agenda's up there, the hotel information's up there, and the reservation, the online registration form is up there as well. Okay, and that covers both? It yeah. covers both. Great. Fabulous. Rick, do you have any uh, anything else? I don't, uh, thank you. I just uh, am, am so very impressed with this uh, activity and this opportunity for uh, people to participate in. And, uh, and it's really one that, uh, uh, that I think can just be beneficial to so many people. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys, well, thank you so much. Anything else that you guys, that we didn't talk about that you'd... Uh, uh, that you think is important for people to know? 
other than you all, uh, all to all come, I think we got it covered. Cool. How about you, Sarah? No, I don't really have anything to add, but thanks so much for having us on the show. Okay. We appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, guys. We'll see. Uh, uh, we'll see you both in uh, <laughs> in Reno. Not a problem. Okay, thanks. Take care. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Rick. Sure thing. See? Special thanks again to Jim Yurak and Sarah Conrad. Hope you can join them in Omaha, Nebraska from August 4 to August 6. Now, from June 30th to July 7th is the ACB National Convention in Sparks, Nevada at the Nugget Casino Resort. We brought back Janet Dickelman this month to, again, review some of the information about convention registration with us and also tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening throughout the week. What are some of the high points of the um, of the general sessions this year? I know this year we have elections for the officers, right? We do. That yes, all the officers are up for election on Thursday. Some officers can run again. Some cannot or are not. So there's and so the elections will be. You know, we want to make sure you're there for that to vote. Um, I know that we'll have uh, Karen Kenninger from National Library Services. Um, Will Shell from the FCC is going to be talking about audio description. Um, we, of course, will have, and this year it will be on Monday, our scholarship winners presentation, which is one thing I always have to make sure. I don't get to be in a lot of general sessions, but I always want to. I always try to get in there for the scholarship winners because I love seeing these students and hearing their stories, and they definitely are the future of ACB. Right. They blow me away every time with... Uh, yep, they, they really do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's always... The auction, uh, let me tell you about some of the standard... Um, Saturday morning is the ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk, and they are doing it, um, the walk this year again, indoors throughout the hotel, so you don't have to take a bus or don't have to go outside. You can just meet up for the walk. Our auction is Monday evening. And that's going to be, we normally with the change in convention, it would have been on Tuesday, but with the 4th of July festival, we felt it might be a little difficult getting auction volunteers into the hotel. And of course the auction, you know, the more volunteers we have, the better. So we're having the auction on Monday evening with a cash and carry line and a cash bar and lots of fun things to bid on. And um, our new auction chair, Kim Hebert, is really working hard to get, you know, the auction, all kinds of fun auction items for everyone to buy and bid on, bid on and buy. And then the Friends and Art Showcase will be Tuesday evening. Our ACB movie film night on Wednesday is the almost Award Academy Award winning film La La Land. <laughs> yeah, almost. Well, you should you should be doing that and um, and the other one too. What? 
Well, actually, I was going to say, BPI is doing a movie night, and they're showing Moonlight. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we got two. So you're getting the Academy Award and the Almost Academy Award. Yeah, now, the only thing that would be better would would be to have Warren Beatty there with us, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And some of the other favorite evening events, ACB Families is doing their bingo, and that's always, you know, that's always a very well-attended. We're doing our Gospel Sing Sunday evening. We are, um, and Student Comedy Night will be Wednesday evening. And RSVA is doing their karaoke again this year. They didn't last year, but this year they've got someone to do karaoke, so they're back to doing a comic and their karaoke on Sunday evening. And then all the affiliates and committees have numerous workshops, seminars, lunches, breakfasts. There is so much to do at this convention. Now, what about no the? No one will ever be bored. What, what about the exhibit hall hours and market? The exhibit hall and, and hours marketplace and marketplace. Yep. All right. Thank you. The exhibit hall will open as normal Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. It'll be Saturday from 1 to 5. Sunday through Tuesday, 11 to 5, and Wednesday, 9 to 1. Okay. But And then Mark, we will, of course, have Marketplace before general sessions. Um, so we will have our first Marketplace Saturday evening. And then Sunday through Thursday from seven thirty to ten thirty a.m. Now, now so with the um, with the theme being sparks, do we have a special logo that you can that you can describe? The logo is a picture of fireworks over Lake Tahoe. Cool. And from what I was told, it's very very cool. No, fantastic. Now, you might want to know when to register for this convention. Yes, please. Would you like to know that? I All sure, right. I sure would. Um, and how? Pre-registration pre will open up on May 24th and will run through June, uh, June 20th. And there are several ways you can register. You can register, uh, well, you can request a paper registration form if you would like. However, the it is, I believe 56 pages long, so it's quite a lengthy form, and you would have to fill it out and <laughs> send it back to the Minneapolis office. 56 um, pages, wow. Yep. And uh, you can do that by contacting the Minneapolis office if you would like. Um, but the best way to register is to do it online. And you can go to our website, www.acb.org, and there will be a link on May 24th to 2017 registration. And it's very easy to register online. But if you're not a computer-savvy person, you can call our registration line, which is 800-866-3242, which is actually also the Minneapolis office. And you can leave your name and phone number. And please leave the time zone that you're in and the best times for someone to contact you. And one of our telephone registration cadre numbers will call you and take your registration over the phone. Now, I do want to caution people. The people who are doing these registrations are doing it as a volunteer. 
and they will get to you as quickly as they can. But depending, especially at the beginning of registration, sometimes there's, and towards the end, there's a lot of people who want to register. So it may take a couple of days for them to get back to you, but they will try to get back to you as quickly as possible. So it's very important that you leave, you know, your contact information and the best time to reach you. If they call you and can't reach you, they will leave their personal phone number for you to call them back. Okay. And you may even, if you're unlucky enough, get me to call you back to help you with your registration. Because <laughs> I do some telephone registrations, two time permitting. Yeah. Because I like to like to do those. Those are kind of fun. So, um, but we have several people doing registrations this year. We have Paula, we have Marion, we have Catalina, we have Nikki, and we have myself. So registrations should go very smoothly. Um, when you arrive at the convention, our convention registration to pick up your registration packets will be open Friday morning at 8 a.m. Not to fear anyone who's going on the tour Friday morning. Um, you'll be on a list and they can give you your ticket at the tour, at the bus, if you can't get to registration before you go. Um, registration pick, uh, registration will be open, and we did this last year, and it worked out very well, from 8 to 11 a.m. on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for pre-reg pickup only. So only for people who have registered in advance can come and pick up their packets. No extra tickets can be sold during that time. No initial registrations can be done. After 11 a.m., anyone who's coming to pick up their registration or new registrations can come to the registration room. And this really helps um, move the line along, especially early on when people are just there to pick up their registration packets. Janet, thanks again for everything you do for ACB and the ACB convention. If you're not able to attend the convention this year, remember that ACB Radio is the home of the ACB convention away from the convention. Every day, just go to acbradio.org. Again, acbradio.org. You'll find a listing of the events that will be streamed that day. Please take a listen to it. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And oh, by the way, the homepage for the National Convention is https semicolon slash slash acbconvention.org. Thanks for listening to Affiliates in Action, and we'll see you next month.